You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Uh, Hold on. Yeah? Did you petition the government in order to be able to do that? No, because I have a greater power here. Look at that. (laughs) I have my... The power of Tim Talks. Yeah, on my cup, on this beautiful cup that Brother Wolven gave me, I have put our logo. Um, my sister very kindly did some, uh, what do you call awesome. it, cricket, cricket stuff and made me some logos. So it's on my awesome. cup. So that's the higher power. If you have <laughs> any problems, you call us. We'll take care of it. I thought you were going to say... Tim Hortons is the highest power. Well, I was getting there. I was getting there. I love it. I I get uh, I get texts all the time. People from the states, whenever they go to Tim Hortons, they text me. You know, and they hold up the cup like we've we've made it to the promised land. <laughs> I got a young man that just texts me. He's driving from uh, Alaska to South Carolina. And he oh, goes, wow. he goes, I stopped at Tim Hortons. And I said, it's great. He goes, hey, is there anywhere I can go to church tonight? And he sent me a map of where he's at. And I said, buddy, you're in Canada. I said, unless you're in a city center, you're not going to find wow. an independent Baptist church. And uh, so I said to him, what's her name? <laughs> yes, sure enough, what's her name? Exactly. That's right. Nobody drives from Alaska to South Carolina because it's a nice drive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so I get that all the time. Hey, I got to give a shout out to uh, some incredible Canadian people. Um, I got a, an email. We got an email. Both of us got an yep. email uh, on Christmas Day from uh, Benjamin and Jackie Reimer, who are missionaries yes. to Liberia. They are from Pembina Valley, um, Manitoba. And they said, we're listening Christmas Day. And we want to let you guys know. They said, we we love the Hallmark movie comments. And he actually sent us a little a little uh, video oh, link. that was phenomenal. It was hilarious. That YouTube clip on oh. the, the Hallmark, five stages of Hallmark movies. Oh. That was he absolutely hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So to Benjamin and Jackie, thank you so much. That God made bless my you. Christmas, too. That's right. Not just now, Harrison, but that, too. That's right. Now, next week, we'll be announcing if anybody listened on new year's day and there we go. we'll give you the winner of that so also i want to say that we're getting close we're like within 50 episodes of number 1000 my friend yes we wanted to do it from israel i know well i might so we're, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> i might be there i would love to go i'd love to go over there so yes yeah so sad we had to finally officially you know cancel our trip and Oh, with great anxiety. So I'm hoping for 25. Oh, man, it'd be great. We've got so many people that want to go. That's right. I would love to be able to take a bunch of people with us in 25. So if you'd like to go in 2025, it's a you say, well, we don't know. Get your name on the list now because when it opens up, man, everybody in the world's going to want to go. So go to alstone.ca, alstone.ca, and you can sign up for 2025 now and get your name on the list. We had 15 people on a waiting list. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. If it opens, let's go. So I personally, I would go, I'd go today. It wouldn't bother me, but 
so much is closed and so much you know, is limited. That's ironic because I would let you go today too. <laughs> right into Gaza. Right into Gaza. Not me, brother. <laughs> Here's a checkered scarf. Put this black and white checkered scarf on. Yeah, exactly. And go to Gaza. <laughs> right. You get shot by both sides. Oh, buddy, that's a be like be like the guy who uh, wore the Union coat and the uh, yeah. uh, Confederate britches. He got shot. Both, both, both times. That's right. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast, too. The Palestinian and the Palestinian uprise and all that kind yes. of stuff. And kind of ties into government stuff, too. But we'll, we'll save that for another time. So congratulations to the Rhymers. And for your listening on Christmas Day, you win this yes. shout-out. This shout-out. That's what you get. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And shout. I'm not sure... Yeah, I'm not sure if they're in Canada salute. or if they're, salute. I don't know if they're in Canada or in Liberia. If they're in Liberia, then I I, I must have to do something. I think it's, that's that's pretty incredible. But I think they're in Canada. But anyways, way to go. Well, we're talking government, my friend. Yes. And uh, I, I, Monday was good. The purpose of government. So what I was like the that. question that you asked at the end? The question was, what what do we do when our government has lost its purpose? When it's when it's strayed yes. from God's purpose for government, what do we do? How do you how do you handle that as a Christian? That's the question. Well, again, we go to the Bible. So uh, we're just going to look at three principles out of Romans. What what we looked at before, Romans chapter thirteen, the first basically ten to thirteen verses. But um, Romans thirteen, there's three principles. The first principle we want to address is where the it says the powers that be are ordained of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So uh, government is ordained of God. God plans mm -hmm. on people living decently and in order, and God is not the author of confusion or chaos. And so this is the power of God. Um, now, this is Romans. So Rome was in power and Rome was ruthless. Mm -hmm. God is not ordaining the, the ruthless, uh, you know, lack of compassion in government. But God does ordain government itself. Right. So unless that government is overturned by another government or within itself, somehow the people get to the point where they can no longer abide great wickedness, then there's nothing as believers that we do Vote. other than pray. Vote. Oh, sure. Well, we have the opportunity here. I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, Romans, yes. the Roman government as an example. Right. So right, right. that's why... Uh, you know, Paul used the Roman laws because he was a Roman himself. And so whenever he was unjustly whipped and scourged and thrown into prison without any trial, it scared those people because he was a citizen of a greater government than the local government that uh, had done this wrong to him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, understanding those powers and and understanding that it is ordained of god government itself is ordained of god so we don't go anti-government mm -hmm. i know the answer but let me ask on behalf of those who listen and would ask if god ordains government and we know god has control over government why do we vote why do we vote well we have a unique opportunity 
that people in the Old Testament did not have. Right. And many in the New Testament as well. I know, uh, you know, up to a point, Greece became a democracy, mm-hmm. but not. it w- wasn't under uh, Alexander the Great. <laughs> it, was, it was no way was it a democracy then. No. But uh, we are not a democracy, but we live in a government where the Bible says in Proverbs that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he turneth it whithersoever he will. Right. And, of course, in Daniel it talks about that God gives uh, that that person, uh, the uh, the government, and he give it to, giveth it to whomsoever he will. Right. So God has those uh, reasons and and that opportunity for doing that. But we in our governments have the power ourselves to govern. That's how it is ordained, at least in the United States, yep. that the people are the government. We the people, and and it shows you. The thinking of the left whenever early in his uh, presidency that uh, Mr. Biden said, oh, no, we the people referred to those that were elected. Wow. So that shows you that that misunderstanding. So we, our government, you know, in the United States, uh, we have that privilege that we control government, you know, uh, uh, philosophically, at least. Right, right. Isn't it interesting that at any given time in our histories, our countries have been divided within a few percentage points of liberal and conservative? It's always close. I don't think there's ever been a time when when your government was or your people would be seventy five percent Republican and you know twenty five percent you know liberal. Well, there was in 1860 to 1865 <laughs> yeah 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 that would be the time but i mean here in canada any given time it's like 4951 so close and yeah, it although conservative and liberal have greatly shifted conservatives oh, yes. today would be probably liberals 100 years ago Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We say that our conservatives are fiscally conservative, but that's it. There's no difference between the two parties outside of the financial obligation. So, yeah. We, so it, it is in ordained by God, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's it exists, and God's the one who's going to have it cease to exist or allow it to be overthrown. Right. And here's what bothers me is that as Christians, we have an opportunity to meet with God, oh, get yes. God's heart, and then inflect God's heart into our government through our voting, and they don't vote. If you're a Christian and you don't vote, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you. You have an opportunity to influence the government of our nations to be more towards the things of God. And if you don't take that opportunity, shame on you. That's a crying shame. And don't you ever complain about anything in the running of the country. That just well, that's a voting. The government only reflects what society is. It doesn't change it. Mm-hmm. And it is up to the believers to be changing society with the gospel. The more people that are saved, right. the more people are going to change. The more people that are living in a biblical manner, the more conservative a nation is going to be. Therefore, they will seek and elect more conservative people. So that's part of the problem right there is that, is that we have gotten very lazy 
in the United States and want government to do what churches should be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is, that's the turn of a nation if we can win people to Christ. Yes. And that's, we're, we're in serious trouble in both of our nations because we have, we have dropped, we have dropped the, the banner of soul winning and personal evangelism. And we have allowed things like evolution to come into our schools, to come into our, you know, thinking, um, and, and that's it has changed the mind of nations, and that's that's why we're in trouble today. So how do we change that? Well, the the you know as we're looking at today, the the ordinance of God, the power of government comes from God, and we need to constantly be reminding our political leaders of that. And one of our political leaders leaders here, who became a very good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Jeff Yurick, was our member of provincial parliament. He said, "If we don't hear from you as a politician, we assume that everything is okay." Yes, it's when we hear from you, and when you—I mean, it's more than just sending an email. Write a letter, make a phone call, send a text, go by their office. Those things are what carries the weight. An email does not carry the weight that those other things do, and I think you. But you've at least had, it does. It does it, something. At least it's something. Yes. You get a million Absolutely. emails. You get a million emails. That's going to do something. But I think I remember years ago you talked about. Um, an assistant to one of the state reps, and they had commented on the importance and the weight of those things as well. I remember a yes. conversation we had about that. Yeah, so. phone call. Generally, three phone calls, they're going to start investigating into it already. Right, right. Some so. of them, one, but but at least three phone calls, yeah. they're going to be looking into something. Uh, yeah. Of their constituents, not somebody from Florida right. calling somebody in Carol- Carolinas, you know. Right, right, absolutely. Absolutely. So the powers that be are ordained of God, and the whosoever resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you've got to really look at that. And I think most believers sort of accept that. Uh, you know, whenever you say no to the government, um, I was asked one time to go with a certain uh, member of Cleveland Baptist. Mm-hmm. And he said, I need somebody to go with me. And I know. so I said, okay. And so I went with him. He didn't tell me why. He didn't tell me where we're going. Yeah. We get there, and he's going to the IRS. And so he wanted a witness of all the things he was telling the people at the IRS. I guess he was being audited or something, you know. So I'm just sitting there doing nothing. And for an hour, he's debating why he does not need to pay taxes and all these other things, you know, and using scripture and and on and on. And so finally, the guy looked over and here's what he said. He said, Reverend, do you pay taxes? I said, yes. He said, why? I said, because the Bible tells me to. And that guy, we left like within five minutes. He didn't say one word the entire back to the church and said goodbye. You know, whenever we get yeah. there, I mean, it just, that's why I pay that. I don't like it. And so I'll try to get out of paying as many taxes as I possibly can. But yeah. that's what I do because God says to do it, you know, tribute yeah. to whom tribute in this, it right here in Romans 13, honor to whom honor, custom to custom, tribute to whom tribute. And so uh, when we resist the power, we are rebels. All of us are rebels at heart. 
And so just bless God, I'm not going to do this. You know, I, I was preaching one time. I said, you can always you can always tell when somebody's getting ready to say something unscriptural because they say bless God first. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know how you kept your job after you went with Bob Folger to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't back him like that. <laughs> Listen, buddy. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Mule's leg. Mule's leg. Oh man. Yeah. So that that is vital, isn't it? Yes, it is. And and I mean, all of us want to resist the government at some time. Yes. I mean, there's our governments always do things that just drive us crazy, and especially in the last few years. I mean, I there was a lot of resistance that needed to be made, but as Christians. At times, we have to just say we've got to just trust God that God's going to get us through this thing. And there is a line. There is a line, and we're going to talk about that later. There is a line, and that line is a long way off sometimes. And as Christians, we've got to value the power of prayer, of unity within the church, with inciting other Christians to do what is right and in communicating and voicing and letting people know we don't agree. We don't overthrow the government, but we we tell them we don't agree. And if enough people don't agree, then the government has a, a, a responsibility. In our governments, we have the capability to change government. As a people, as a mm-hmm. nation, mm-hmm. we have the capability to change government. Hence, writing new laws, adding things to the Constitution or state constitution, we do have that option and that capability. Yeah. And so if our if our government is becoming worse, it's because we are allowing it to become worse. And when we resist the government, and so I'm talking, you know, right where the rubber meets the road, uh, I don't need to go the speed limit. No, we're resisting the ordinance of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see why we've got to have two fire escapes in here. We're resisting the ordinance of God. You know, work within it. Try to get somebody to change their mind. Prayer mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, sometimes using the law structure that is there, using courts to try to fight unjust. We have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're not resisting. We're working within the framework yes. of what actually exists. If, uh, right. you know, if a... Uh, uh, some kind of a zoning ordinance is unfair or unjust, well, then, you know, throw the bums out, get new election in there, right. and make just zoning laws. You know, I mean, yeah. th- that's that's within what we can do, and we are well within Scripture and the opportunities of Scripture because we're not resisting the power of the government itself. We're working right. within it to change it. The other thing that we can do is we can get involved in politics. As Christians, we can get involved in politics. I'll tell you, it's a dirty game. It's a hard game. It's a corrupt game. But as Christians, and and we've already talked about your speaker, the host. Um, um, Oh, that's terrible. The former vice president. Um, Oh, I can see him. White hair. Your former vice president with Donald Trump. Oh, oh, yes, yes. From Indiana. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, Christian, Christian testimony, mm-hmm. Mike Huckabee, Christian. Um, there are others uh, in our government. Sadly, I can't name uh, Roman Barber would be one here in Canada. He's a he's a, a political uh, member and activist. Um, but we don't have very many. I'll tell you, it's sad. And 
if we could get that Christian influence into our government and allow Christians to seek God and find out what he wants in the making of the bills and laws of our land, what, yes. a, what a change that would make. Amen. And so I'm encouraging young people today, young people, get involved in political science, get involved in some of those things, start at an early age and, you know, run for some things in your community. I, I think it's I think it's so important that our people look at maybe being a part of the governance of our countries. Amen. Well, you know, haven't even touched on this and we're not going to, but whenever no. you get into that ordinance of God, um, it goes whenever you start thinking of the spiritual hierarchy that exists. Yep. There are there is a hierarchy of gods, uh, angelic and uh, supernatural beings. Mm -hmm. There is also a hierarchy of Satan and his uh, supernatural helpers. Yes, there, there, there is a structure there, and yeah. what God help wants us to understand is the structure is very, very vital. And so, whatever that structure is, you ought to understand it and respect it. Because God wants things done decently, and in order thus, there is structure in the church. Yeah. Because God wants things done decently and in order. Yeah. We had one more point we are going to try and do today, but we're going to have to stretch it over yep. to Friday. Um, being subject to that higher power. And Amen. when when do Christians cross that line and say, you know what, we cannot no longer obey our government. We, we are going to have to do something that may be deemed illegal by the government or would push our government um yeah i just well the the greatest principle is yet to come on friday yeah absolutely the absolutely. overriding principle yeah. of everything yeah we'll leave it there we'll leave it there i'm al stone uh, i am praying for our government boy you better Amen. be praying for years um i'm Amen. praying that those who have a fear of god would know that fear of god in our upcoming elections we still have another year uh, ours is until 2025 two years and I'm telling you, I'm I'm petrified of what our prime minister could enact in our country up to that time. And so you be praying. We have a strong uh, conservative leader here. Pierre Polyev is his name. And uh, Mr. Polyev is a strong, intelligent, uh, right-focused individual that I believe could really do some great things for our country. But he's going to have a very tough battle in that upcoming election. And of course, you guys have an election coming up in 2024 that, you know, we've already heard about for two years. But um, yeah, it's going to it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. Yes, it will. I'm Al Stone. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure you give us a rating, review and subscribe. Amen. That's Tim Talks. We'll be back on Friday. We hope you have a great day. Eh? And uh, until we meet again, uh, let's be praying for our government. Let's be, let's be watching to see what's happening and take action if we need. That's our role. That's what God's given us. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Friday. God bless you. Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.